for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. The move and the layout and all that stuff. You're our third interview for the pancreatic cancer fundraiser, and I appreciate you. And this one's going to be a little bit different because you're the first band today that I know very little about or haven't interviewed prior. So very good. Really really excited to chat with you. Um, But yeah, so first off, uh, thank you so much for jumping on. Really, really appreciate it. like I'd mentioned, this is a fundraiser to raise pancreatic cancer awareness. And the best way I knew how to do it was to torture myself with doing a lot of podcasts in a very short <laughs> amount of time because the podcast was my mother's favorite thing. I lost my mother in uh, July of this year to pancreatic cancer. And so, I remember seeing um, that. you know, it's a, uh, it's just one of those things where she enjoyed listening to the podcast and yeah. So I figured I'd just torture myself the best way I knew how. Very good. Hope we got um, some coffee brewing. What's that? Hope we got some coffee brewing. Yeah. Luckily, I luckily, well, not luckily, there's a few can- last minute cancellations in there. And, um, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, cool. I'll take a half hour break. I don't mind. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so uh, first off, let's have you uh, introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about uh, Thousand Oxen Fury. Cool. Um, so my name is Scott Butler. I uh, started Thousand Oxen Fury about 10 years ago, just kind of as a side project to what I was doing at the time, which is a band called Degrees of Sanity. I just decided I wanted to kind of do my own project and uh, was going to play all the instruments on it, bass, guitar, drums, everything, and decided I probably should find a real drummer because um, I can play, but not that well. <laughs> and I uh, found this guy, Josh Tarrant, who was playing in a band called Random Hero at the time. And went and saw him live. They were actually opening for Adrenaline Mob, which is uh, with Russell Allen from Symphony X and Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater. So they were opening for them. And I saw after the show, I was like, hey, man, I got this project going on. I'm working on it. We'd love to have you be a part of it. And so he joined up and we've done, uh, we did a record not too long after that. And then about seven years later, uh, just last October, we released another one. So it's been uh, been a, it's been a journey <laughs> for sure for sure and then uh where are you guys uh based out of out of denver colorado okay, okay. that's how i found you because somebody was posting uh there's a bunch of shows happening up there and your name popped up on one of the flyers or it just happened to be recommended through some of the other bands that okay. uh, i was trying to figure out uh how i how i got introduced to you originally but that's definitely how it okay. was now that you mentioned that you're from Colorado. So, um, as far as, uh, music going, how long, or what was your introduction into music or who got you introduced to music? Wow. Like from the beginning. Yeah. From the beginning. <laughs> well, let's see here. Well, I listened to my, I always grew up. There was always music playing in my house. Um, my dad would always listen to bands like kiss and Bachman Turner overdrive and bad company, um, queen mm. things like that when I was growing up. So I always kind of liked you know hearing a lot of the music and then the real thing that really got me interested was probably like a lot of metal guys is metallica mm-hmm. 
I was 11 years old. I discovered the Black Album, and I was just my I saw Hetfield playing his guitar and singing with his long hair as an explorer. I was like, "That's what I want to do. That is awesome." Nice. So, <laughs> and then my 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 life has been has changed ever since. You know, changed the world as I know it, and nice. that's not overstating it. <laughs> hey, that's good though. Like just being, you know, being open and music changing your life. That's, that's not necessarily right. a bad thing to say. Sure. Sure. Um, now it's funny you brought up the black album because that was one of my first introductions into music as well. Or as far as like rock and I don't, I don't even want to classify it as classic rock, but you sure. know, just Metallica in general. Um, so it was one of those deals where I was at, I was in the Boy Scouts and I was camping at one of the kids there. I was working in the kitchen and we had free run of the radio. So whatever we wanted to put on, and there was this one kid that he would never stop playing Led Zeppelin and the black album from Metallica. So it was like those two songs for two weeks straight. And I was at the point where I was like, I don't want to listen to this ever again because you know, you listen to it for two weeks straight. It's just kind of like, Sure. You know, one of those deals. So, um, but luckily, luckily I grew out of that phase and I just started appreciating a lot of metal music in general and still haven't gotten over the Led Zeppelin thing. I don't know what it is, but Metallica, I I listen to them pretty regularly. So, Um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, And so what are you guys kind of, working on now are you guys playing shows actively in colorado or uh, we actually really haven't played live um much at all we've uh, done a few little things here and there where some of the songs have been introduced but most of what you hear on the albums have never been played live um mm-hmm. but i do have i've been filling in on bass for a, kind of my local hero band the guys kind of took us under their wing when i first came out of high school and they were looking for a bass player. So I've been filling in for them. Their singer actually did a guest vocal on my last record. And so I've been playing with them and they said at their next show, they'd like to play a thousand Ox of Fury song. So mm. that'll be kind of fun. Nice. Yeah. Is the hope for a thousand Ox and Fury to eventually play live shows or? It is. It's just, I got to find the right group of guys. Um, you know, it's been, it's been crazy the past couple of years, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're, you know, we just started playing shows again. I uh, played the show filling in with uh, those guys opening for Jackal. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, yeah, and they're talking about maybe doing another one opening for Doyle in March. So oh, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Nice. Is so that- yeah, I do want to put it all together and play some live shows, but uh, just got to timing. It's got to be right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I completely understand. Um, but I do just to kind of shift gears a little bit. I want to thank you so much for jumping on. Like I'd mentioned, we are doing a fundraiser for pancreatic cancer research and awareness. Um, so that brings me to the next question. Have you been affected by pancreatic cancer or cancer in general, or had anybody in your immediate circle of family and friends? I haven't. I mean, I know some people that have been affected greatly by it, but I've been very blessed and it really hasn't taken a huge toll on, on my life, my inner circle personally. Gotcha. But, well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your Friday. It's so weird because I'm so used to working Fridays to say, <laughs> like, I, for whatever reason, I woke up this morning. I was like, oh, it's Saturday. And it's like, no, 
right it's not it's really not so sure <laughs> um, but i appreciate you uh taking the time to jump on here and chat for a bit absolutely um you know it, it's one of those like i'd mentioned it's one of those things that my mom enjoyed listening to and so we're just going to kind of ride it for what it is and um Good. hopefully uh remind people to if you're not feeling well or if you're pre-exposed to cancer make sure you're getting yourself checked i know now that my mom passed away from pancreatic cancer that's another concern that i have to be worried about i was already high risk for prostate cancer so now it's just kind of like another thing that i gotta go worry about right so you know we're gonna make it as much of a good thing as we can like a wake-up call sure sure this is great. It's, you know, good can, kudos to you for doing this, man. Yeah. Uh, awesome. You're putting this together. So, yeah. And uh, I, I appreciate you take, like, it, it's always kind of weird, especially on the first podcast when it's something big like this, it's like, Oh, I don't even know what we're going to really, cause you can't prepare for 90 interviews. It's just, kind sure. of like, <laughs> it, it's just like, Oh, we're, we're going to shoot the, shoot the shit, you know, we'll, we'll right. make it work. Um, right. So for Thousand Oxen Fury, you've only been together how long? You mentioned about, it earlier. About, you, about 10 years. About 10 uh, years? Yeah, it probably started probably right about 10 years. And like, uh, you know, like October 2011 is when I first started putting it together. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the studio uh, that February of 2012 and spent most of that year making the first record. Mm-hmm. And um, well, then we recorded the drums for the second record in 2014. Mm-hmm. I didn't release it till last year. So that took a little while. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, sometimes that happens. I, I completely, completely understand. Um, what was the original idea for Thousand Oxen Fury? Well, it was mostly just, I, I felt like I was kind of outgrowing some of the guys I was playing with and, you know, no, no offense to them, but everybody's kind of going in their own directions. You know, one guy got married, started having kids and, the guy was kind of playing with other bands and I was like, well, maybe I should just do my own thing a little more. I can do whatever I want and don't have a bunch of people saying, you know, you know, everybody's opinion. I made a record without, with degrees of sanity, which was fun. I'm proud of it, but it's like, everybody was like, well, I don't like this. I don't like the way this sounds. I don't like this. Like I got a vision and it's, you know, <laughs> you're messing with it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there wasn't, like everybody, there was too many cooks in the kitchen almost. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants to stick their spoon into my pot. <laughs> yeah. And so. you know, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, it, it's hard to put your foot down like that, but sometimes it just needs to, needs to happen. Sure. Right. right. And so, no, that's really cool. And then as far as the original vision for the band, was it always just a, or was it always going to be a metal band or what was the original vision for it? Yeah, it was always going to be a metal band. Um, I I thought about kind of, I'd done metal for, you know, since I played my first show when I was 13. In fact, I just celebrated the 25th anniversary of my first show, August 24th. Oh, wow. Um, so, and I'm 39. So, you know, you do the math, <laughs> 13 years old when I did. It wasn't good, but I played it. Um, hey, that and, works. And no one else was doing it. So, <laughs> um so I, I thought about even doing some more mellow stuff. I like a lot of different styles of music, but I thought, eh, I'm turning 30. Maybe I should, you know, tone it down a bit. And I did started working on that. And I was like, nah, I got to do metal. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just sure. it's in my blood. <laughs> I 100% understood and agree. You know, when, when it just calls, it's like, it, it makes sense. 
You know, it does. It yeah. really does. And then, um, well, what's kind of the line? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming like there's been a lot of lineup changes over the last 10 years. Amazingly, there has not. It's actually, it's just because I got Josh to play drums on it. He played drums on both albums and he, uh, and then everything else is played by me. Mm-hmm. So I do bass guitar, um, all the vocals. Um, and so, you know, that's why it took so long because I'm, yeah. you know, guys doing everything. Yeah. So you know, I've talked to different people about possibly joining to play live shows and things yeah. like that. But nothing's really come together yet. So, yeah. Well, you get to that point where it's like, it's hard to find people that are you you're 10 years deep into this. It's going to be hard to find people that are so committed. And we've had this conversation before on the podcast about like, at that point, you just make the band interchangeable. So like you book a show and it's like, okay, you have your core group of guys. Um, um, you know, there's a core group of guys that, know your songs but you just kind of cherry pick who you need for and or who's available for sure uh shows and whatnot you know because there was an article released not long ago for um like the rise of the project uh, meets the downfall of the band which was like a really interesting premise about um you know bands becoming more interchangeable which yeah so huh. that's interesting. I'd like to read that. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to go. The only thing that sucked was it was like the wall street journal, which was a really oh. weird publication to publish an article. <laughs> right. Um, was a really weird. Uh, yeah. It's a really weird publication for an article like that. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Right. And then, um, so I, I definitely think that's going to be that will that'll be an interesting thing for music moving forward and something that you could definitely experience. So you could just kind of front the continue to front the band yourself, and then as not fun as that sounds, where it's like everybody else is just kind of interchangeable. Right. At least it's an opportunity to get you out playing shows. Very true. Somewhat regularly. Right. Um, but you know. Uh, and then as far as like hopes and aspirations, where do you want to take the band or is, are you, what's kind of the plan moving forward? Well, uh, I'd like to do, we're actually working on now while somebody else is working on it, doing an orchestral version of one of our songs, which I think okay. would be cool. There's a 21 minute long Epic track on the first record that, um, you know, I worked, I worked on it for years. Yeah. And, uh, even was going to put it on a record I made years before that, but it just wasn't ready. Yeah. And uh, so I'm pretty proud of that. And there's somebody that may be looking to do some orchestrations for that. So we might release that as a single or something, but, and then uh, I want to do, I want to play live and then I'd like to make another record. I've kind of worked on a, like a concept record Mm -hmm. since for the past 20 years or so and, you know, on and off. Yeah. But uh, I'd like to finally see that come to light. We'll see. Uh, Yeah, for sure. I've kind of grown most of that music, but, it's uh, you know, put it all together. Different periods might make it interesting. Yeah, it might be a uh, biography of your life or something. That, sure, that could be an interesting way to promote it. Um, right. And then, are you originally from Colorado, or did you move there later on in life? Where are you kind of from originally? So I'm originally from California. Okay. I was born. I was born there, but I came to Colorado when I was four years old. Okay. So, I mean, I. You're pretty much. 
Yeah, people say, are you a native? I'm like, no, but when you're some sport, I'm like, ah, that counts. It's close enough. Yeah, close <laughs> enough. You know, it's it's one that's always a fun and weird conversation to have. It's like I've sure. been here since I was three. Yeah, I wasn't born here, but I've been here long enough right. to know what's going on. So I tell people I was born at a hospital that was right down the street from Disneyland. So that's why I'm such a fun guy. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Oh man, that's funny. Um, and then as far as like uh our, the band, obviously you're hoping to get out and play. Sh- I don't want to say touring because that's not always the uh, aspiration for some bands, but yeah, at least getting out playing shows. And then um, sure. what's, what's been about the uh, heart, what's been the hardest part about uh, the pandemic and the music for you guys or for you as a musician? Well, you know, it's funny. I'm still, I was still working on the last record we did when the pandemic struck. So it was like, I had, you know, there's one song at the end of the album that's got this big epic, you know, oh, parts go to it. And so I was going to bring in a bunch of my friends that are singers and have a choir. You yeah. Know, we got wrote all the parts out and like, here's it all is. And then, and then this happens. So all of a sudden we can't get together. So I actually ended up doing the choir by myself. I just sang all the parts myself. We just layered it on top of each other. And then there were some high notes I couldn't hit that I had my wife sing. Nice. Um, so, uh, is that that was tough. It was, it was fun. I was looking forward to having a bunch of my friends come be involved with it, and then it just wasn't able to make that happen. Um, so, and then as far as shows and things, I wasn't really playing shows. So, yeah. But I did. I did. I was able to do a couple of solo things, just playing acoustic guitar during the <laughs> lockdown. So. Yeah. Is that is that something that you do regularly? Will you go do an acoustic show, or is that just something you did because you kind of had to? Yeah, I've, I've done them a few times. Uh, you know, not not too regularly, but uh, you know, once in a while, it's just something fun to do. Mm-hmm. I get to some of, include some of my slower, like ballady type songs from Thousand Ox and Fury, the any other bands that I've done. So, <laughs> and then I'll throw in some, you know, a bunch of covers. Yeah. So you'd mentioned earlier that uh, your second album you'd writ- you'd started recording in 2014, mm-hmm. and then you didn't release it until last year. 2020, yeah. 2020. W- why do you think it kind of? Why do you think it took it so long? <laughs> or what was the holdup with that? Well, a lot of it was uh, funding. <laughs> um, that was a big part of it, and then I, I don't know. I had a it was interesting with the first record. I kind of came into the studio with a kind of more of a, I had a clear vision. I was like, here are the songs we're going to do. Here's kind of the basic structure. They're not totally finished, but we're close. And the second one, I didn't go in with quite as much, you know, vision. It was like, here's my ideas so far. And it was just, there was a lot more to kind of put them all together. Um, and then there was a couple of, I was waiting on some guest performers, which I actually got, I don't know. Uh, I have, um, Tim Ripper Owens from uh, you sang a Judas Priest and mm-hmm. Iced Earth. Yeah. He does a vocal on my album. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was just he. In fact, I was almost done with it, and then he posted on his Facebook page. Anybody want me to guest on their record? Like, oh, I do. Yes, please. <laughs> so please. replaced some of my vocals with his. Nice. And, uh, that was pretty cool. So I had to wait on that, and it was just like, you know. Even with the piano parts, I, there's some piano stuff, but we did a sabotage cover, which needed to have the piano. And I was waiting on a few people that said they'd do it and they flaked out. So I finally just figured it out myself. And- I feel like that's a very common thing is like, you're, you're trying to make your life easier by delegating things that you're not as good as. 
and then sure. you end up doing it yourself because people end up flaking out or, you know, whatever. Right. You know, so. It sounds like I know what I'm doing, but you know, we recorded just the left hand and then just the right hand, <laughs> put it together. I'm like, Hey, Hey, it works. <laughs> it works. It works. That's all right. Awesome. Um, but I want to thank you so much for jumping on here. It's been an absolute blast sitting here to chat and hopefully once the uh, next project, whatever it may be, uh, whether it's your orchestral piece, the next album, you know, whatever you got going on, hopefully we can get you on and uh, do a full deep dive inter- in-depth interview. Cause obviously with 30 minutes, it's kind of hard right. to, absolutely hard to jump yeah, into be great. that. Be great. That? That'd be great. Yeah, for sure. Cause I know we've played, I don't have the list of songs, but uh, we had a great, or, it's so weird to say we had because we just got canceled yesterday. Oh, we had really? a, a rate like our radio show that we did out in Roswell, New Mexico. Sure. Uh, we got, we got a note saying, Hey, the station's switching over to a Spanish station. So we have uh-huh. no need for your services anymore. And it's <laughs> like, Oh, that, that's depressing. But right. um, I know we've played one or two of your songs at, throughout the weeks that we were on. we ran for like 30 some odd weeks so that's a pretty good stretch for us at least i would say um so look forward to playing more of your music once we get back on air we'll we'll find a home i know we will Um, i'm sure you will so um but before we wrap up this this segment of the interview i do want to ask you a random question every interview we do gets a random question off of my random party question generator i saw the first two I was watching. <laughs> awesome. And yours actually kind of fits into being a musician. How many instruments can you play? Oh, man. <laughs> it should be how many instruments can you play well? <laughs> um, let's see here. I can play, let's say, one, two, three, four. We'll say five. Okay. What are the, what are the, obviously yeah, guitar. Um, so guitar, I guess I'll say bass, even though it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, drums, keyboard, and then I'm actually can play the recorder pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Was, I, got, I, bought, I bought a nice wooden one because I thought, oh, look at this. It'd be so cool. And actually, I'm, I'm not great at it, but probably better than most of the middle, you know, the elementary school kids you see. <laughs> yeah. Is, do you break it out when you want to give people flashbacks to fourth grade? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cause we're about the, we're about the same age and it's like it, you brought out the recorder. It's like, man, I don't want to go back to fourth grade. I don't want to, right. deal with that. <laughs> you know, well, I heard a guy on a, I think it was the band rap city of fire. They had an orchestra with them and they, they had a guy playing the recorder on one part and just killing it. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, that's really cool. Nice. I don't know if they'll ever get to that level, but yeah. Like, I mean, when you can actually play it, it's pretty impressive. But when you're sure. a fourth grade teacher, just trying to keep time. It's just, yeah. Like, right. Really? Really? Yeah. Hey, bless them. God bless them. <laughs> so many, so many other better instruments out there that you can play in front of these kids, but the recorder for whatever reason Right. I don't know if it's, they think it's easy to learn how to play or whatever, sure. but yeah, I guess. I don't know. So, um, mm-hmm. but before I let you go, uh, is that if people want to check out your music or any upcoming shows, anything you got going on, uh, where's the best place for them to do that? Oh, that, all the streaming services that we have it on there, Spotify. I try to keep that updated pretty regularly. 
we've got, you know, that we do the extra thing with the pictures and all that yeah. fun stuff. So, um, Spotify, Facebook, thousand ox and fury. Um, that's the, those are the two main things. We also have Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff. That's not as, as active, but yeah, definitely Facebook and Spotify. will have all the music and any shows that we eventually play will be listed there too. Okay. So I got to ask, cause you brought up Facebook and this is something that I've been infuriated with over the last few weeks. Have you noticed that you're in, not to get too technical for the people that aren't technically social media people, have sure. you noticed your engagement has gone down on Facebook over the last oh. month? Okay. Oh yeah. So it's not just me. So. Yeah. I was like, it's either, you know, either something's going on or people are losing interest. <laughs> yeah. All right, Cause I was sitting there, I was like, I posted something the other day and I was like, okay, I'll wake up in the morning and we'll have, and like I, I could almost count for sure and know exactly how many hits or, you know, retweets or whatever we'd have. Sure. And we had like, 20% of what we normally have. And I'm like, oh, wow. all right, well, let me, let me see what's going on here. So right. yeah, that's interesting. And yeah, I don't know. They do some weird things over there sometimes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But um, I do want to thank you for jumping on. I really appreciate it. Thank Absolutely. you. everybody. Thank you for everybody that's been hanging out with us all day. I hope you'll continue to hang out with us. We have Leanne Skoda coming up next. I'm really excited to talk to her. If you want to donate, there should be links in the comment sections below, or uh, you can go to our Facebook page. It should be right there in front of you. There's two ways to donate. It's the we wait or we hope wage hope my way, which is the pan can like fundraiser portal, or we also have it set up through Facebook. You can fund or donate either way it counts. So I uh, would really appreciate it. If you can, anything helps to help, uh, fight pancreatic cancer and build awareness and hopefully one day raise the survival rate past 10% because that is where it is currently at. But uh, we will be right back in a few minutes with Leanne Skoda.